old guys talk metal. And sometimes punk. You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk podcast. 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 It's the Raven. Podcast. Podcast. How are you, sir? Good, sir. Dan Luzak, world famous production manager, stage manager, crew manager, rhino staging, and more. Southern California's finest. Yep. Welcome to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk podcast. Glad to have you on. Well- you're going to have to add a uh, easy listening pop music to that after this conversation. <laughs> easy Ooh, listening okay. pop music. So, okay. uh, Yacht so, rock. Yeah. So also known as the Raven, apparently. It's not worth the explanation, but yeah. <laughs> he keeps asking me, he's like, why do they call him the Raven? Why do they call, why do you keep calling him the Raven? I'm like, because he's penetrating in black. Ooh. <laughs> so, Smartest bird on the planet, sir. So the world knows about us. They're sick of us too. So tell us about tell us about you. Tell us how long you've been in the industry. What you've been doing? Oh my what? goodness! Yeah. Wow, that that's a long story. But I, actually, I have never done anything else but what I do since I was like 15 years old. So love it. Uh, I don't know. I uh, I'm a big deadhead. I mean, but I, that's a weird thing to say to get on this this show. But uh, but uh, I'm a huge deadhead. A lot of deadheads on, on the East show. Coast ended up on the West Coast. And uh, stumbled into Bill Graham Presents and all that production stuff. And uh, and here I am, 30, 33 years later. And the state of the industry now? Uh, who knows? It's a good question. Are we fucked? Very good question. Are we all fucked? I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to – I have no desire to jump down the, the COVID rabbit hole. But uh, I am going to say we're probably about a year away before you're, we're going to start really – we're going to start seeing any kind of shows on any kind of, as the way we know it, at least. And, and we've seen some relief from Live Nation with their Crew Nation thing. Is there any relief for the people who make uh, the shows happen out there? Come on. I mean, that's helpful. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i certainly not going to kick a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, that was too cross sure. with them. And, and there's some love coming everywhere else. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, all stagehands, all production people, I mean, whether you got a full-time job or whether you're a freelancer, you know, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a major. It's you know, it's a major hit. It's just like I told someone the other day. It's like you know, I mean, what, what's the saying? And we're when we're working, a first in, last out. Well, we're the first out and we're going to be the last in on this one. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Um, I mean, it's gonna, it's it, 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 eventually it's gonna come back. All this is gonna pass. So I was and, trying uh, to, ca- I was trying to calculate this, just having lived in Sherman Oaks, and since like maybe. Forty percent of the people that live in Sherman Oaks are sound guys. <laughs> Easily, what's going on with the rent situation over there? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come I mean, on, I, mean, it, I, 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 dude, I don't know. I mean, everybody's Burbank? okay right now. Come on, Burbank, because, because with the unemployment and the extra six hundred bucks, everybody's kind of still earning what they earned on a normal basis. Sure, but in July, when that extra six hundred bucks goes away, and you yeah. get down to your what what, the, what unemployment really is? Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit everybody. It's gonna be ugly hard, and I'm not I I I I'm, I'm I'm concerned for a lot of my people and myself that actually in that in that when when we get to July and, and our government fails us again. So and so many people out there don't know they go to a show like Kiss or whatever go in a show they don't know how much work goes into a show how much production how many people have to work there around the clock to get the show like a few hours of a show done yeah what time do you get there yeah they get there oh man time. i mean dude if it's a, i mean if it's just a standard like shed show i mean you know you walk it in the morning you do your 5 or 6 hours 
they're being plays. You come back at 11, you take it down. I mean, you know, it's a full day. But I'm going to say, it's a stadium show. I mean, dude, we're there seven days in advance. You know, we, we go in, set up. I mean, it's literally building an entire – you're built, basically building a city, a temporary city, and you build it, and then you take it down. But, I mean, you know, we're in there at least, at least seven to ten days before getting it all ready and – you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and the regular the fan thing. doesn't really appreciate this. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes. They don't know the see. No, they don't see the band. And uh, so, tell me, what what was well, one of your most challenging shows to put on? Your most challenging show to set up and put on. You have one. Oh my goodness! Besides you two. Oh, you two. Oh always my a goodness! Pain in the butt. Um, you know what? I mean, the first thing that pops in my mind is we, right after like nine eleven, and it was like two thousand two. The government spent, like Camp Pendleton spent, like ten million dollars to put on a show for the, for the, uh, for the troops, which was awesome. But they just, but Camp Pendleton is on the beach, and they decided that it would be fun to put it, put the whole event up on the beach. Oh fuck it! And uh, <laughs> I don't know anything. Anything that t- usually takes us like a half hour took four hours to get done. Sure. And uh, which way was it was all for a good cause, and everybody it was a really good show. I mean, and it was in a really eclectic group of people from like Bon Jovi to to Kiss to I don't know some country acts. It was it was just a total. It was actually really interesting. And it, but, but the cool part was is how it was like. How is all this going to work? There's like, there's so many different worlds colliding here. And at the end of the day, you're like you realize that hey, we're all the same thing actually. We we all got the same that we all have the same needs, wants, and fears, and happiness. I don't know. It was, it was really, it actually was, it was, uh, although t- tough to put together, it was actually worth it in the end. It was oh. interesting to see how all those, all those, all those different, you know, genres and people from different backgrounds and worlds all m- meshed together. And, and, uh, and that's the power of music right there, gentlemen. It is. I mean, it is the power yeah, of especially coming in for a good cause like that. It doesn't matter if you're metal, country, rap, whatever you are. Everybody can get along, you know. And people, like, you know, I hate rap, but I don't hate rap. I don't, I don't I hate country, you know. But it's not really my genre. How about of music. country rap? Do you hate country rap? Yes, I hate that worse. <laughs> I hate it worse. No, than but, but, but but how beautiful is it to sit there and we'll look at look at Gene Simmons all dressed up in full gala, sitting there talking to I think it was Brooks Dunn or something like that. Right. One of those guys. Brooks I, and I Dunn. Can't I don't know. I don't. My, my, I love country. I lo- I like country. I appreciate them like you. It's not. I don't. I couldn't name couldn't name a song of a guy. At least, at least of the new people. Uh, but it was, you know, to see two people, see those two guys sitting there having a conversation on a picnic bench on a beach in right. San Diego. Is, <laughs> right. I don't know. It's, it's surreal but beautiful all at the same time. So speaking of Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> hey, speaking of Kiss, Kiss was my very first concert in 1977 as a seven-year-old child. That's what we were going to ask wow, you. What was man. your first concert? Look at that. My Kiss. first concert is was Kiss. My I, I was so into them and my and. There was actually, was, we were, I can literally remember this being seven. Like, there was a commercial for their show. Like, Kiss is the first people to, like, you know, I mean, they were, a they TV were the commercial. Of so many right. different things. A TV commercial, you're right. Out. Yeah. And they did a commercial, and I was like, Mom. And she was like, I'll take you. And <laughs> I'm, as a seven year old kid, and if, if you, it was me and my mom, just me and my mom went and went up there and sat in the rafters and. But of and course, that kiss. was the original Kiss with Ace Freely and Peter Criss. Oh yeah, Chris. that was that that was dude. That was like the tail. I mean, that was their heyday, dude. That was a heyday of it Kiss. Was, yeah. you so you saw it, Kiss I mean, at seven cool. years old. That was your first concert. Was Kiss? Um, 
first concert with Kiss. Nice. And and, nice. and here's the here. Okay, here, here, here. This will tie it all in for you guys. Okay. So I, I go there. I see the show. And we walk out. And, and, and my mom will remind me of this even to this day when I get frustrated with my with my job. I walked out and my mom was like, wow, that was awesome, wasn't it? I go, that was, and I was like, and she go, and I was like, yeah, I was like, mom, I go, who were those guys running around in black all around the back of the, you know, behind them and stuff? She goes, I, she goes, I have no idea. I go, I want to be that. I literally said that as a seven-year-old. I go, I want to do that. And so, she was like, you don't want to be Gene Simmons or Ace Freely? I go, no, no. I want to be one of those guys. You had an eye to production. I an eye to production, and it was weird. And it's weird because as my life moved forward and I started to fall into doing all this stuff, I never really realized that that was me doing that now. And then one day I just had that epiphany. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm that, I'm guy. that guy now. <laughs> guy. I was like, I, and I was like, careful what you wish for. I suppose. Absolutely. Shocking. Careful what you wish for. So, Shocking and black. I'm frustrated, my mom will be like, hey, you chose this at seven years old, kid. <laughs> she goes, careful what you wish for. Nice. So what What show was that? Was that a Kiss Destroyer tour? What was that? That was oh, back God, in dude, the I day, no man. Idea. I still actually, I still have the, uh, I still have the, uh, I still have the shirt that I got. And nice. I still have the, the, like, what is it, the program that you never, you know, they used to give out. Wow. Or shirt- used to buy for like. Ten dollars, whatever. Does the shirt still fit? Oh, his <laughs> eight-year-old's probably wearing it. Yeah, put it on. Give it to your yeah, give it to your eight-year-old. Put it on. Randomly, my second show, I just found the shirt to this. Actually, I just put. I actually, Sean, you saw it. I just posted it up. I found my old my my original Van Halen shirt. That was the next question. The next question, oh, we because know, we, we went through this on Facebook this the other day. We know this No, answer. but we went through this on Facebook the other day. Go ahead. Halen or Hagar? Diamond, Dave, or Sammy? Oh, dude, I'm a guy. I'm a dude. I mean, dude, you're talking about a guy that had a Van Halen license plate as a kid. I'm a full David Lee Roth guy. That said, I, I, I love Sammy Hagar too. But they're like I said in my post to you, dude. That they're two. It's two totally different bands. It's it's, it's nonsense to even compare. Them. And that's why but, we don't play Van Hagar. There's, there's, you don't even have to put a gun to my head. I, it's all David Lee Roth, dude. See, yeah. David and, he, and David Lee Roth is back opening for Kiss. And How you know what this is? That? And this is the answer that we get this is over answer. and over. Yeah, but yeah, so but solo Sammy's cool. You know, what everybody I'm says they love Sammy. Oh. Sammy's cool. I can't go with when Love Comes Walking In. I but no, but they I won't can't. Hagar. They won't Van Hagar. I want the credible rock. They won't. <laughs> yeah, I want. The- <laughs> no, dude. I mean, it's, dude. It's all. It's all about David Lee, dude. At the end of the day, it, it is. is. I mean, Mr. Oh, Charisma. Dude, I mean, dude, they, dude, they, dude, they, dude, they don't make. They don't make. Dude, they, there's no bands anymore. They don't make bands like that anymore. Dude. They don't. They no, don't. They don't. Dude, I mean, they, they, dude, and actually, uh, somebody, somebody last year sent me a a DVD of the of the show we went to, and I think it was like '79. Holy it was shit. women and children first or something. They sent nice. me a DVD of it, and just watching it, dude. I mean, it sounded terrible. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just a recording. I don't know, but but just, dude, just the, just the energy that came out of that that whole scene and that 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 that, that period of time in music, man. It, it just it just can't be replicated anymore. It's just not possible anymore. It's not. It's just, really not. A, just, just I don't know. I'm gonna say Ginger. Dude. Ginger's got the energy. Ginger's different. Yeah, but that's that's not. It's not like Van Halen, dude. Van Halen, That's true. It's not like Van Halen. They may be legendary somebody, not, not like Van Halen. Come on, Van Halen. 
when you first heard Eruption and Eddie Van Halen playing, people lost their minds, I think. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, I, like, it's like if you were listening to Van Halen, you were getting laid. If you were just listening to Depeche Mode, you weren't. <laughs> Right. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the silence. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so on that note, let's keep going. Dan, who do you think, man? Who do you think? Ronnie James, do you or Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, oh dude. Uh, I mean, but, dude, that's, I mean, but, uh, dude, I have to, I mean, I don't know, dude. I just have to go with Ozzy. Just, 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 just because, just because I, I don't know enough about the D.O. scene for me to make it educated. Right, he's not a metalhead like we are. You have to remember, he's not a metalhead like Yeah, he, you're talking to, you're talking to a, a deadhead with hippie tendencies on the phone. Sure, right, right yeah, we got that. <laughs> so, we got but that. But that said, I grew up with all that, 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 that's what I listened to way back then, so. Right. Okay. So we don't need to go into the deal. We don't need to go into the. Okay. Let's let's do the AC versus DC question. Bon Scott or Brian Johnson? Oh, it's all about Bon Scott. See, he just falls right in. Why is it? Why is that? Was Bon for you? What? What? Why? What's the reason? I don't know, dude. It just that's just what I mean. But I mean, like I said, I mean, it was it was the late seventies when I really started like like discovering music and discovering this and you know that that's what that that, that's what I was that's what I was weaned on was, was 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 him. And it's, actually, here's a good one. Here's a good one for you, and, and this this will put it in a nutshell. So I don't know. Somewhere along the way here, like oh, 10, 10, 15 years ago, when ACDC came through, I was uh I was helping the drum tech, and we we do we're doing stuff, and they came out and they rehearsed. I'm standing there with the drum tech, and and they finished rehearsing. And what, well, who is it? Phil? Phil what? Phil What's Rudd. His name? Phil the drummer, Rudd. Drummer. Drummer. Phil yeah. Rudd. Phil Rudd. Yeah. He, 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 he takes off and takes that. Takes off. Take that as a his a. Uh, his monitor beer pieces stands up and this was their first show in like a year. They, they, were, they were like, this is the first couple shows that they had done in a couple years. Sure. And he, he turns around and looks at his, his, his tech and goes, I can't do a British accent, but he goes, he just goes, I forgot how much I hate Brian's voice. <laughs> really? And I was, and I remember it just floored me. I was just like, no shit. Like you don't even think like you don't think of stuff. Like you just think that everybody's a band and everybody loves each other and it's all peachy and, and they're living the dream and everything's happy. But you know, it's it, it's a job to them too. And it's, just, it's a, for him to turn around and be like, I forgot how much I hate Brian's voice. Just it was just, it was just so interesting to me. Wow, that's some insider shit you don't ever hear every day. Yeah, right there. I mean, that's why we have the Raven on the show. I've right heard now. I've heard it before about Phil Wright and Brian Johnson. I've also heard huh. about Angus. Not like Cliff Williams, the bass player, very much. They've been fighting forever, but they were together for like thirty years. Come on, yeah. You know? Sure. Just so, I mean, I, I mean, the, 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 the smart, the smart bands, they, they, they learn when they have a good thing, and and and, and they won that that music lottery. The smart ones learn to put that shit in the back and 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 and, and keep their pay and. Keep and, their lifestyle and keep your stuff. I never understand. And that's why the, the Black Crows start, suck. Oh, well, you write all the music. <laughs> like Creedence Clearwater Revival, they break right. up because because, it, because oh, I wouldn't put my input. Shut up. Go do your job. Well, but you, we, so, so we can do that. ours, right? So we can do ours. Yeah, so we can do ours. And, and I mean, you know, and what do they what do they do? They break up. Oh, I'm going to go write my own solo shit. Where are you now? I haven't heard you. I haven't heard of you since you left Credence or or whoever right. it is. I or never, the guy that sang Freckle and the Bunny Man. What the fuck happened to him? Echo the Bunny Man still around? What are you talking about? Whatever. The guy went solo and nobody ever listened to him again. It's okay. He's back at Echo the uh, Bunny Man. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> Which you could tie back into Van Halen when Eddie Eddie kicks out Dave because he thinks it's all about him. Right. That guy 
that that's a, I'm a big Eddie Van Halen fan, but 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 you got to question his his judgment. His judgment he, sucked. He, has, he he struck gold with David Lee Roth. Yeah, cocaine decision. There's a cocaine decision. He to him, and then hit the lottery again with David with with, with Sammy, and yeah. kicked him out. And then where are they? You know, they yeah. get, then they get Gary Schroeder. You, you haven't heard from Van Halen since then. Yeah, now you got Cabo Wabo or whatever the fuck it is. That's Sammy Hager. It's, oh, a oh, <laughs> it's a Wabaritos, man. Get it in the circle. Come on, get it right. Come on, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to. But David Lee Ross, dude, did okay. He got Steve Vai and Billy Sheen. He left. He was all right after that, you know. Diamond Dave did great. Yeah, but, but dude, that, but now, that, but if, if you if you've seen anything in the last like ten years, it, I can't. I like little. I don't know. Every once in a while, you I'll, I'll probably see something come up of him and. He's playing Vegas, or he's playing. It's yeah, so Vegas. bad. It's Vegas, yeah. It is. It's so. It, 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 I, I can't watch it. It literally makes. I, I literally want to cry. Yeah, I right. literally want to cry. It's so cheesy. It's so campy, and I don't. Oh, dude, just I. I feel, when I see any of the any of his, any of those stuff from David in the last last like last ten years, it literally just makes me want to. However, cry. right now I can't, I can't watch. It. Right now he's on <laughs> tour with Kiss, and he's been doing all the Van Halen tunes. And I heard a, he sounds pretty damn. Who's good. he doing the Van Halen tunes with? The new band? No, dude, I, dude, he does not sound good. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying it's to be terrible. nice to Diamond Dave because God knows. Okay, he, I, Raven, I, I would. <laughs> He's just, the guy's just, he's just a gigolo. What do you want? I'm gonna throw one out there. <laughs> were you were you at the Aerosmith show in San Diego a few years oh, back when Aerosmith came through with Motley Crue? Oh no, I don't know. I could have been. I have no idea. Yeah, we, he just. I don't. If I was, I don't remember. How it, many shows a year do you do? Let me just throw that out there. Were you doing? Um. Yeah. I. I mean, now. I. I mean. I. Uh, I mean, back in the day, it was. I don't know, dude. When I did like, Bill Graham, dude. I mean, dude. I. I did every single show in every venue. I mean, I even go from one venue to another in the same day. I mean, now, now at times it's, it's different time now, dude. So, I mean, there's more corporate involved and sure. all that kind of stuff. Sure. I would say like concerts, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 a year, depending on how many, what, depends on where they play here. You know I mean? I mean, it, it really depends. Well, LA is mean, LA's different than San Diego because you got the union and everything. It, yeah. It, it, it depends on the venue, whether it's union even though like I love I have no issue with the unions or anything I'm I'm appreciative for uh any 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 anything that we have as a freelancer I mean it's all because of the unions back in the day fighting sure. for it so I I I can't say anything bad about it So hats you. off to Iotzi for thing, sure but I'm not, I can't say anything bad about it Iotzi and Freeman I'll get, I'll throw Freeman a bone too Yeah so hey there's enough there's enough out there for for everybody to get a little a little bite of the pie man yep. Right so working with Bill Graham, were you lucky enough to take a part in the Us Festival at all? That was before my time, dude. Before your time. Okay. Okay. I, I, I started there with like 1999, about 1990. Okay. Like, like right before he died. Okay. Like, I mean, he was around like six months, like six or seven months, and then and then he died. But I got a good Bill Graham story for you if you want it. Yeah. Sure. Throw it out there. So like my first gig with them was at Shoreline Amphitheater up in a Shoreline, in a, yeah, Shoreline. What is it? Whatever, San Francisco, Palo Alto, wherever it Shoreline. is up there. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and my first gig was I was an ambi. They called you an ambiance engineer, which really you're just like a dressing room boy, is what you are. Sure. 
but they, but it, I mean, it sounds better when you say it. Well, green room girl didn't work as well. Green so. room, green new boy, green room girl. So you basically, you know, whatever, whatever they needed, they needed new towels. They wanted something, they, whatever they needed, you ran and got it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Drive you over to the motel so, six and, or whatever. So in so the little, in the, in their little dressing room cubicle thing they had back there, there was a hot tub and we're doing guns and roses. And, and, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, you know, Axel's notorious for like, I'm going to go on when I want. Well, one of Bill Graham's like biggest things was like, if I say a show starts at on 9 time. p.m., it starts at be 9 p.m. Be on time. Yeah. You're going to be on time. Be well, on time or fuck you. We're, so, I mean, we're, so I'm, I remember just sitting in this chair and, and this is the first time I ever even like really saw Bill Graham because he was like, he was like a ghost or an enigma. He sure. just kind of float in and out and just boom, and he'd be there and he's gone. And you're like, there Whoa, he is. Right. Is that really him anyway? So I'm sitting here in this chair, and and I see that it's. I mean, I don't know any. I don't know any of these like any of the pet peeves or anything. But I'm just sitting here. It's nine o'clock. You know, I'm like, show should be starting. And Axel's in a hot tub with a bunch of girls, and he's got he's like he's got his little ponytail and his back's to like where we're sitting. And all of a sudden, I see Bill Graham just walking down this corridor area, and I was like, oh my god, there he is, Bill Graham. And he just he just he. I mean, you could tell he's he 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 had a mission. And I was just like, so he comes, he comes rolling in. He looks around. He see, he goes over. He see, he sees the back of Axel's head. He marches over there, grabs him by the back of his little ponytail, slams his head back on him, slams his head back on, at, at the hot tub. He's like, and he's like, I can't verbatim it, but he was just like, you're gonna get your fucking ass. Oops, you're gonna get your ass out of this, uh, this hot tub. You are going to go out there and play your show, and you are never playing for me again. And just, I mean, just, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, just, just the, 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 the tone, everything, Axel literally just got up out of the hot tub, was out on that stage in like 20 minutes, played a show, and until Bill, I mean, and, and the, 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 gun, they did not do a Guns N' Roses thing until like, for like another four years, when they did, I mean, what was it, Monsters of Rock or something sure. like that at, uh, at uh, I think, I, I could be wrong with the name of the show, but. I just thought that was interesting. The guy was just, I mean, just, I mean, watch, just watch this, like, superstar, you know, hero of mine, Axel, just, like, scurrying away and getting ready with his tail between his legs. Because <laughs> Bill Graham just slapped his, his ass down. It, 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 Bill could be scary, dude. Okay, so we're going to ask you another story. Okay. Because I know you got a bunch of them. That's why we're calling you. We, we want to... <laughs> I've been telling Bobby about this for, like, a month. Tell us the Elton John story. <laughs> Elton, that's suggested. <laughs> okay, so look, I, I just let me just let me just preface this with. Isn't he something. called Sir Elton though? Sure. Let me just let me just preface this. <laughs> okay. Elton John is a rock god. Yeah. Okay. A huge Elton. fan. I'm a. Hey, pause one sec, dude. Hands down, him and Bernie Taupin. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude. Dude, come on, they, people! They, come on, dude! He's I mean, up there. Okay, look, look, look! I don't care what Stevie Wonder. Let's throw the other. Let's throw the other names out there. Stevie Wonder, David Bowie. Let's throw the other names out there that are up there with Elton John. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Paul McCartney, all those dudes. Paul McCartney. They're library. They're beyond normal. They're beyond normal. It's it's surreal, dude. Right. I mean, not even not even. Beyond heavy metal, beyond anything in the world of music, Elton John is up there with the Rolling Stones, 
He's 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 in the pantheon. Yeah, he's legendary. Okay. He's, he's there, right? He's in the pantheon yeah. of rock gods. Yeah, the fucking Beatles Elton John, else. man. Yeah, of course. You know, if you ran into Elton John, if you're just walking down the street, you'd freaking have a heart attack. Yeah. Right. It's like walking into Charlton yeah. Heston. Wherever we, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you can't get anywhere in El- Elton. <laughs> you can't get near Elton, right? Dude, I mean, dude, they're hands down. Dude. I mean, they're ranked. Dude. I mean, dude, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I think it's silly to do the ranking, but it's, but dude, they're up there, dude. I mean, dude. You, that's magic right there, dude. It's magic. I so mean, t- that, tell us like your Elton John that. story. Let's hear it. <laughs> that's why he's called Mr. Fantastic. Okay, Elton John. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So, I mean, as, as, you, as, you, as you just said, as you were, I mean, like, if, if you were walking down the street, you would be, you'd be, you'd, you'd have a heart attack if you just saw him. Right. So, I don't know, years, I don't, I don't even know how long, well over 10 years ago, working for this, uh, this like, super high-end, like, Hollywood party planner. I mean, you know, like, I mean, private parties for all the stars, all this nonsense, red carpets, blah, blah, blah. This is what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. What, what's that? This is what you do. This is what you do. Yeah, it's not about, it's not about me. It's just what I was doing. Right. They call so, you, um, they call you because you're the guy that does that. Right. So he, he scored this, he, he scored this job. He, he, if somebody hired him to plan his wedding and it was this like billionaire, like literally billionaire, like tech guy. He lived down in San Diego on like some forty acres, sprawling, beautiful land, and the guy and he was getting married. And he hired the company I was working for at the time. They hired them to do, to do their wedding. So we went down there. I mean, we, we went down there like three weeks before the wedding, full on the giant tent. It was so gross and opulent, but beautiful. It was awesome. And the guy hired hires Elton John. Directly hires Elton John to be his to be his music for his wedding. <laughs> to play at his wedding, millions of dollars for the guy to come. To Why? play at his wedding, they, El, and Elton had all, of, and his rider was full of nonsense. I, I need my private tent with with all this stuff in it, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. Airplanes, all this stuff. So airplanes are get, involved, I'm sure. Airplanes are involved. There was arguments about airplanes because the guy wanted to send his personal airplane to pick him up, but Elton refused to fly in his plane. He's got to fly in his own plane with his own po- This whole thing. All this drama before. How you know, many millions do you think are involved in this? How many millions do you think are involved in this to get Elton to play at your wedding? I mean, I mean, I can only, I can only, three, four million dollars to get him to come. To, and to play a ninety-minute set at your wedding, wow! Probably somewhere around. I don't know the exact number. I wasn't privy to that, but it had to be. It, it was well into the millions. There's no way it wasn't. Uh, so, so, so production so value anyway, obviously is perfect, right? Production value is perfect. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, he wanted. I mean, he, he argued for his full show, and when we we're like, dude, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's hard to explain when I say a wedding, and you're like, oh, this guy's on a little stage. It, it was a giant tent like a coachella tent and 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 it was all and so like half of the half of the half of the the tent was was wedding like a wedding where people are eating dinner and and they're giving their speeches and blah 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 and then we put up a giant curtain like a big reveal curtain so nobody could see it was a giant it's called the the kabuki drop right the kabuki drop yeah so we had the giant one of those so nobody i mean in the way they put it up it, it didn't even look it just no one had any clue that there was a stage behind it. This was a total <laughs> surprise. No one had any clue that Elton John was the guy. So, so you're saying that so all the people did. in the audience didn't know Elton John was going to be there? I had no. It was clueless. 
They didn't, I mean, if you walked in the room, you wouldn't even be able to tell that there was that, 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 that there was even going to be a band. It just looked like a, a, a giant curtain, and they had all. I was all frilly and looked nice and blah blah blah. So we get to the day of the show, and and so Elton shows up, which just like you said, I mean, and so when he, they come walking up, I'm like, I'm, I'm shaking in my shoes because I mean, it doesn't matter how many people you met. It's just like, I don't know, you know, you just get it, you get all your like insecurities in your head. Either you get, way, you get so, used to this over the years, but Elton John's another class. But, but right, it's, it's it's on a different level. So anyway, so so I mean, like anyway, I mean, there's no real direct contact with him at, at this point. So it's just dealing with his people, and uh, and so they, up in up in the house, like was I don't know five minutes golf cart ride up the road. They they had they put him in the guest room, and he went away and up there. So t- dealing with his people, blah blah. The day goes on, the wedding happens, everybody's in there eating, and. Uh, and we're probably about like a half hour before the show, and so I send I send up the the runner girl to go to go pick him up, and so she goes up, <laughs> she comes back, and she's like, she goes, hey Dan, uh, he's MIA. I go, what do you mean he's MIA? She goes, nobody knows where they're at. No one knows where he's at. I go, what do you mean they don't know where he's at? I go, he can't, he's only just nowhere to go. I mean, it's either in the house or you're here. And she goes, I don't know what to tell you. He's he's gone. He's missing, and I'm like, uh, okay, so I don't know. So I was like, okay, so I tried to start making some calls, talking on the radio, trying to get a hold of anybody. We're just, we're just kind of starting to panic a little bit. I'm like, well, he, there's nowhere he can go. His, all his cars are still here, but like, this, I mean, this is supposed to happen in like 30 minutes. So I'm sitting there, and in my headset, I hear the, I hear the, I was the stage manager for that, and and I, I can hear the production manager girl. Just, it doesn't matter her name is a girl. And she goes, uh, I, she goes, Dan, Dan, who's playing? They're giving their speeches. They're, they're, this is ruining the event. What? Who is playing on the stage? And I go, are you kidding me? So I go up, I walk up to the stage, and I look out, and there's Elton sitting at the piano, like, practicing, warming up. And I'm like, she's screaming at me. This has to stop. This is going to ruin it. She goes, she goes, I can hear it. And I was like, she goes, you have to stop this. And I, so I, I saw so he's got these two handlers, like these two guys. I'm like, I'm like five foot nine. They're each of these guys are like six, five. And both of them are standing there. And each one's holding a poodle. Each Why, one's holding a, know, poodle? holding a poodle. Come on. Nah. So I walk over to them and I'm like, we're, we're on the side of the stage. Wait, 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 wait. Elton John's rehearsing on stage and he's got two handlers with both with poodles. P- p- poodles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's ruining the surprise and he's ruining the event. He's blowing the reveal. So I, ruining the reveal. Perfect. So I walk over to one of the he handles. I go, hey, excuse me. Hey, man, I, 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 we, I, 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 we need him to stop right now. I go, I, I, I go, I know he needs to warm up, but I go, we have a piano in his back room for him to rehearse that he requested. I go, he can't be on the stage doing it. And they, lit, they said nothing. They just literally stuck their noses up and ignored me. And I was like, okay. Um, so I was like, so I had this, one of these moments where I'm like, I have to stop it. And I go, the only way to do this is to walk out there and stop him. So I'm standing there. I was like, okay. And she's screaming in my ear, Dan, Dan, stop this. And so I just, so I was like, I just went, I just went for it. And so I walk out of the stage. He's, he's over there. So he's over there noodling. And I, and I lean down and I, I didn't get too close or nothing. I just, I sit down. I go, excuse me, sir, Ellen John, I, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to stop real for a couple minutes here. I was like, uh, the, the, the bride and groom are giving their speech, and you are you are a giant surprise, and this is kind of this is kind of ruining the surprise. 
he doesn't stop. But, but, but I mean, the minute I finished my last last word of my sentence, there's like five of his people standing around me, and and the to the two guys with the poodles are on the other side of the piano. Like so, <laughs> I, he's at the piano. I'm on his right side, right where next to him, and his two guys are the other side. And they go, "Who do you think you are speaking to him?" I, and I'm like, I go, uh, I'm the stage manager of the show. And right now he's on the verge of ruining this event. I go, I understand that, 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 that you know, I understand who he is. I go, but, but in this moment in time, it's not about Mr. Elton John, Sir Elton John. It's about the bride and groom that really wants this to be a surprise. And they paid you all a lot of money to make it a surprise. So I'm just asking really nicely if we can have him stop right now. And so he will not look at me. He will not look at me. And so, but, but right now at this moment, he's not playing. And so I hear the stage manager in my ear, in my ear, she's like three minutes. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I just have to stand here and keep talking. Cause as long as I'm talking, he's not playing. So, and then, so I'm hearing the countdown in my head, in my ear. And so, and so at some point, like he, he, he will not talk to me. He literally, he looks at his two hands. He goes, again, I can't do a British accent, but he's basically just like, do I have to listen to this guy? And I was like, and, and, and then the guy, his handler looks at me and goes, does he have to listen to you? And I, I literally looked at both of them and I go, are you serious? And, and I, I go, are you serious? <laughs> like, like I, and I go, I go, I'm right here. I'm right here. He, you need to talk to me through these. I don't know. It was really freaking weird, dude. <laughs> and and I was like, uh, I was like, you know, I was like, with all due respect, yes, he does need to listen to me. You guys do need to listen right now. As I just said, this isn't about you all. This is about a bride and groom and sharing their special day. And and so I'm just talking, and the countdown's in my ear. And she gets down. She's like, one minute. And so and so at that point, I look, I I, I look, at, I, I look at him. And I go, I go, I go, excuse me, excuse me, sir, I'm John, I need you to look at me right now. I need you to pay attention. You got one minute. And he goes, one minute. He goes, did, and he looks at his hand, did he just say one minute? And I, go, I literally was like, I go, excuse me. I go, you can give me the respect as a human being that I'm standing here talking to you. And, 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 and at that point, I know, just banter. And I go, you got 30 seconds. I go, gentlemen, you're going to have to get off the stage right now. We're going to have a show in 30 seconds. And so I, I and so I, sorry. And then I, uh, and so, and so they, they weren't relieving. I literally walked around. I like literally just put my arms around, but I go, gentlemen, the show is starting in 20 seconds. We need to get off stage. We need to get off stage right when we got to the end. She goes, and go with Kurt. Boom. And there he was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I just, and the, and the, and the, and the two guys like literally were like, you have some nerve, young man. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I just walked away. I just, I was just like, and show go. And that said, played awesome. Right. Awesome. Just him and the piano for 90 minutes. It was freaking awesome. Because it's Elton John. So what did Elton kick end. off with at this wedding? What was the song? Oh my, the- dude, I, I, you know what? I have no, I can't even remember. Dude, I, the Jets? Honestly, I, I, literally, I walked out of there I was like physically shaking, like shaking. Like, I'm like, oh my God, did that just happen? 
did that just freaking happen? I, I mean, like, I mean, just like you said, Sean, he's like, dude, this is like, you're, like, when are you, I don't know, he, hero would be the wrong word, but someone that you respect on a, on a, on a, on a, like, a, on an intimate level, just, just on a music, an intimate music level. And I'm like, oh my God, did, did I just do that? Did that just happen? And the girl at my, my head stage where she's like, good job, Dan, thank you so much. I'm like, oh my God. I literally just went, I sat on the road case and my leg was shaking. And uh, <laughs> and uh, somebody, one of what his one of his one, one of his, he had like two techs with him, and the one tech rolls by me, and it just comes rolling by, and he goes, "Hey, more people should do what you just did." Wow! <laughs> he just kept walking. I was just like, "No, dude, this this, this was this is this was so wrong, but right all at the same." I don't know. It was one of those surreal like experiences like that you you encounter in this world, and I was just like, "Oh my god, did that happen?" So I just just to sum this up, you had to tell Sir Elton John not to play. Stop playing, sir. I need you to stop right now. <laughs> That's what makes but a stage the, manager the, so the, great. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the, the best part of that whole story for me is is that I, literally I am two feet away from him. He will not talk to me directly. And I was just like, what's up with that? And I was like, well, I guess when you're a rock god and and one of those people, I, I guess that, that I guess that kind of gets in your head or whatever. I mean, it was sure. a little disappointing on some level. Like you, you kind of hope that your don't heroes or don't make eye contact with the talent, right? You it know, does I don't know, but that, I mean, but that I mean, that goes to another level of like, like I don't know. Sometimes it's like you don't want to like you know like when but doing that doing the backstage stuff there at Shoreline. Like Van Halen came through and. And I was, dude, I was, oh, I mean, dude, I was, I, I mean, I, I couldn't even contain myself. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to like, I'm just going to be like five feet away from, from Eddie Van Halen. Oh my God. Sure. And, and at the end of the day, I was, I, I, he was, I, he was such an asshole he, to everybody around him, to everybody, anybody he encountered, he was just a raging asshole and isn't that weird how that happens to you in production that every once in a while you get severely disappointed by a rock god uh, uh, dude, okay i mean this what is this like this probably 91 92 92 i don't know whenever they came back it was gary sharon whatever year that was oh, yeah. i remember i remember it was terrible but i was like uh i remember i come driving home at 4 a.m i literally cried i cried you cried i was so it was the first like rock god that I, that I looked up to was like my entire life that I that I had it that I, I I didn't get to meet but I I had to, I get to be around them and encounter them sure and I was devastated I was like I I, I didn't even understand I couldn't comprehend I'm like but but, but, but and I just cried uh, see now, now this that is, said, th this is why I've been a monitor guy for so long because it literally makes no difference to me. Do you know what I mean? It's like it literally makes no difference. I've been I've been so beaten down and shunned. That it just yep. so, doesn't and, matter. And, and, and then on the other side of that coin, I don't know, somewhere along the way, uh, Ben Midler was doing, she did uh, some rehearsals at like the Berkeley Community Theater. And, 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 and my boss asked me, she's like, hey, she needs, a, she needs a personal, local, personal kind of assistant kind of guy, person. She goes, you want to do it? And I was like, sure. But then, I, well, of course I do. And then when the day came, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for her to show up, and all of a sudden I start panicking having like a, an anxiety attack like oh my god she's she and then i mean you know, just just knowing just you know just rumoring innuendo all through the years i mean she's she's mean she's she's, she's gonna bitch. tear you into asshole evil. yeah shows up she is the nicest freaking person on the planet dude 
energy walks right over to me. What's your name? Where are you from? Oh my God. Oh, that act. Oh my, just, I just, and was just a, the, the most normal human being I've ever worked with. So, the, I mean, it, it just goes to show you, just, you don't know, dude. It's like, it's, it's, you know, you just don't know. The I've always found the ones you think are going to be cool aren't, and the ones you think are going to be difficult and mean aren't. It's right. really, it's, I don't know, it, it, it was a good life lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've definitely had that a thousand times. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I mean, and even just being a fly on the wall and watching, just watching people from afar and, 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 and it's, it's their show, it's their scene. And just to see how they carry themselves and, do you have any do you have any pet Benatar do you have any pet do you have any pet Benatar stories? <laughs> I, got, I got no pet. I love Pat Benatar. I had, had her poster on my I'm just, wall. I'm just kid, teasing you. I'm just teasing you. Just so, a teasing. What about what about the band the, the Circle Jerks? Yeah, we heard you have a Circle Jerk story. I do Circle Jerks. So, I, growing up as a kid, as we said, I, I'm Led Zeppelin. I'm I'm ACDC. I'm Pink Floyd. I'm all that stuff. I'm 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 Freebird guy. And tell, wait, tell, wait, me, tell me, tell me, tell me what's, tell me what city you're from originally. Um, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. There you go. So, but now all my and Ta- Towson, little, Towson, or where? Tell me. Uh, Annapolis. Annapolis, actually, technically. Okay. You know, thirty minutes from Baltimore, forty minutes from DC. Okay, I just want to throw so, something uh, out there. There's something different about people from Baltimore. There's something different. I haven't put my finger on it. I take that as a compliment, sir. Is that, is that, does that have anything to do with your name, the Raven? No, it has nothing to do. There's no correlation between the okay. Baltimore I'm just Ravens wondering. My, I, I, I was named the Raven before they were, they were a team. Oh. So, okay. All right. So, so if anything, they took it from me. So. Okay. Nice. Uh, Listen to that. You uh, see that? There you go. There, there, that, that's one for the book. So let's continue um, on with the circle jerk. Okay. Circle jerks. So, go ahead. So, 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 uh, so, uh, so we're, we're just we're, we're just we're also just getting into the skater scene. Like we're talking eighty one ish, eighty two. So, but all my friends are super into punk. Like all like all my my core friends are into punk, and I just I mean it's, it's, I got nothing against it. I just I didn't get it back then at all. It just it just didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't strike a chord in my soul, right. in my music soul at all. Right. But, but I, I mean, whatever it's music, whatever I didn't care. But uh, so uh, we have so we had this. So my friends come to like hey. You know, I mean, we're like, we were like, it's probably 84 because 84, 85 because one of my friends was driving and they're like, Hey, we're going to go to Baltimore and we're going to go to a punk show. Do you want to go? And I go, well, not my scene, but I'll go for the adventure. Why not? I said, why not? So I so we, we all jump in a car. We go up to, uh, we go up to the loft in Baltimore, which is, which apparently I, like I said, it's not my scene, but apparently is a, is, was a big, big, uh, you know, punk scene bar back then. Okay, so, so shout out to anyway, the loft in Baltimore. Up. Right, got it. So, yeah, we go up, and you know, we get we get into show and everything. And, and I'm like I said, I mean, I'm just fascinated by it. All. I mean, it's just not my world. It wasn't my world. Like I, my my world was not green mohawks and spiked spiked sleeves and spiked wristbands. It just wasn't my scene. But so this was, I mean, like, this was the first time I was ever exposed to it. And and I wasn't scared. I was just fascinated. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? What is this? <laughs> I was like, look at all these people. Are they green and pink and purple? What is just, I was just fascinated. And so, so we go through. But, here, but I know nothing about punk show. Nothing. Zero, nothing. And so my friends were like, dude, we're going to the rail. Come on. I was like, sure. So we all were on the rail. We're waiting for the show to start. And, uh. And so I just circle jerks come out. 
and they just, I mean, just full on first circle jerk, just and and I know <laughs> I, I I never even knew of the concept of a mosh pit. I'm guessing never, it's loud. Never even I've been to I've, at that point I've been to on many enough shows, but they've been in a big arenas, big name bands and stuff, you know, just as a as a concert goer, and uh, all of a sudden the mosh pit starts. And I was just, I, I'm just, I was just, I was scared out of my, I was scared out of my wit. I just, I'm hugging onto the rail. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what is going on? I, I couldn't even like, I couldn't even like pay attention to the band. I, it was just too loud. I could it, it was too loud. And I was just freak, I'm freaking out of my brain, dude. And I'm hugging onto the thing. And all of a sudden, like, like the music stops, like in the middle of a song, just stops. And the singer goes, hey, hey. There's no fighting in my shows. And apparently there were two guys in behind me there that were fighting, like a real fight. And he's, and the, and the, and the place, I mean, it was like, it was like you could hear a pin drop. It was weird. Like, it was like all this loud, this, this overbearing, like mind crushing, soul crushing sound. And all of a sudden it's like silent and you can hear a pin drop. You don't fight at my show. And you hear the, you hear the one guy go, fuck you. And he and the circle jerk guy singer. This is old. This is old school. Like microphone with with uh, with with, uh, with cord attached. Right. And he goes fuck. He's like fuck me. And 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 in a beautiful like Roger Daltrey way, swings does this big like 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 loop the dupe with his mic, flings the mic out like holding on to the cord. The mic smacks this guy in his cheek. The guy's cheek explodes, dude. I mean, blood went over everybody everywhere. <laughs> the singer she pulls back the mic. It came flying back. He grabs the mic and goes, take it. And went right back into the music. <laughs> and I'm like, I, dude, this, this is like, I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> then, I, so I'm like, I'm going to get out. I, I go, I got to get out of here. I got to get out. I have to leave here. I have to get out. So I turn around and I get sucked into the mosh pit <laughs> now i i mean back in the day which i still am being i mean back in the day i was a stick like skin and bones and i got sucked into that and i got sucked into that like that that tornado of people and i got spiked in the face i got spiked in my arm i'm bleeding out of my face now <laughs> and i fall to the ground and i'm getting stomped i can't move i can't breathe i'm just i literally like, I mean, it was like one of those moments in life, like when you're young and, and you get yourself into a situation and you're like, I, I think I'm going to die. I think this, I mean, like you have that first, you have that first glimpse of mortality. And like, that was my moment laying on the ground in the loft in a circle jerk, getting stomped on. And I don't know, out of nowhere, this like, I don't know, this guy had to be, I mean, he could have been five foot tall, but he seemed like he was like 10 feet tall. And he just picks me up by my collar, literally by my collar lifts me up in the air and carries me to the back of the venue, puts me down in a chair and looks at me and goes, you don't belong here. <laughs> and I go, I know, I know. He goes, Hey, Hey, yo, you, are you okay? I go, I, I have no idea whether I'm okay. He goes, okay. Well, just so you know, you're okay now, sir. You're okay. Just, just, you don't belong in there. And, and, it's, and he walked away and I was, and I literally, stood up at a chair. I went, I stood outside for the, it's literally to like four, that was at like 9 PM. I stood outside for like six hours waiting for my friends, just sitting out there smoking cigarettes and hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> talking to girls. And hang, just, just, I had a really good time out there and I can hear the music. It actually sounded better outside than me. <laughs> 
my friends come rolling out like 4 a.m. They're like, dude, what happened to you? What happened to your face, dude? I'm like, you know what? Can we just go home? <laughs> but dude, just, that, just seeing that singer swing that mic and hit that guy in the face, like, like, dude, I don't even need to close my eyes. I could literally, I could see the vision that whole moment in time in my life of that happening. And I was so impressed. I was like, just for him to pull back the mic and go, kick it. And they went right back into the song. Like, right from the note where they left off. I was like, no shit, dude. Well, that's punk rock. I was like, yeah. and, and I was like, I went home and I, we were driving home. And my one friend, Andy's like, he's like, so what do you think? I go, I go, you know what, man? I go, like, I, 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 I don't know what to think, dude. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to think. That was I, your punk rock moment wanted, with the circuit jerks. Wanna, Come on. I just want to go home to my mommy right now. <laughs> I want to go home to my mommy. Yeah, one place you don't want to die is on the floor of a circle jerks concert. <laughs> so, like, Shawnee, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So, I'm like, I don't know, eight years ago, whatever, blah, blah. I'm down with Bob down at Del Mar doing a Del Mar gig. Sure. I'm out at the front of the house. Right. I'm standing there. I've and been there many times. Behind, dude walks up behind me and goes, hey, uh, who's in charge here? I, mean, I would like to talk to him. I go, well, I was like, you know, it's Bob Pantages. He's in the back there. I go, what's up? I go, well, what's up? What you, can I help you? And he goes, he goes hey, uh, I'm, the, I'm, the ba- I'm the bass player for Circle Jerks, and uh, I need to talk to somebody. And I, <laughs> no look at him, and I look at him. I go, what did you just say? He goes, he goes, I, he goes I'm the bass player for the Circle Jerks. It all comes around. Speak, Right. And I need to speak with somebody. And I go, I go, I go, are you kidding me? And he goes, no, I go, I go, I was like, are you the original guy? Because I mean, at this point, dude, I mean, that, dude, we're talking 20 some years later, dude. Right. I go, are you like the original? He goes, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm the bass player for Circle Jerk. I, I was or whatever. And I'm like, I go, dude, I go, I go, thank you. And he goes, for what? I go, just, I go, the experience. The, the experience of a lifetime and he goes what are you talking he goes what are you talking about i go it's too long of a story it's not worth it just thank you i go just thank thank you thank you for that war story dude and he was like and he was cool but he wasn't being a, he was super nice he was like i have no idea what you're talking about but you're welcome i go that's all that's that's all i need bro I go, let's go let's go talk I go, let's go talk to bob i love it <laughs> and i was just like you gotta be kidding me dude and, and you know I love Bob. You know I love Bob Pantages with all my heart. Uh, he's the guy, dude. My big brother. We're gonna call him soon. I, dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know you, and I still wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without Bob. So Bob Pantages. Wow. He's the man, dude. We'll get. We'll get there. He's a special dude. All right. So Dan, from Elton John to the Circle Jerks, from Kiss <laughs> to Van Halen, Southern California production, stage, and crew manager. Thank you, sir, the Raven, for being who no, you are. Anything for you, Sean. You, you dude, you. I, I, like I told you, like, like I told you before, like you know. I mean, I, I was really hesitant to have this conversation because you know me, I, dude. I'm, I'm behind the curtain guy, dude. I'm that guy over there. I'm not, I'm not one in front of the curtain. So well, the, I was all the, nervous and the reason why we do the it. reason why we do this is because uh, on our podcast we bring out industry insiders, right? People who work in the studio, people who are sound guys, people who are stagehands. People who do everything in the music business, right? That's why we had you on here. Part of the old guys talk metal and sometimes punk podcast. I love it, dude. And you know what? It's uh, I I love the fact that that's what it's about because uh, you know, I mean, like I said, not about me, but just about every one of us that do this and that have done this for now and in the past and are going to do it in the future. 
nobody ever you, you never get that thank you dude you never you never get that to ever get that thank you Right, you know, and if if you're in it for that, you're in the wrong business. So it's 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 refreshing to uh to uh to to, to have to to, to to have somebody recognize what you do along the way. That that it's, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. All right, the Raven, thank you, sir, yeah, so much. Nope, I love you, brother. <laughs> we will talk to you soon. Thank Old you guys, again. talk metal. Talk soon, brother. Be safe, guys. All right, well, later. Later.